The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. If we are going to see any kind of, whether we are talking about our health or every other area of our lives, the prosperity we want must start from the soul, the soul of the man. Of course, we understand from scriptures that man is a spirit, he has a soul, he lives in a physical body. And the soul there talks about your mind, your will, your emotions. It's not what is happening on the outside. It's not... So, the, the prosperity that God has ordained for us and God has planned for us, of course, the factors around us on the outside affect us. What is happening in the world today can affect us. What is happening in our nation can affect us. If you are working in a particular company, what is happening there can affect you. If you are working in a particular industry, what is happening in that, history can affect, um, that industry can affect you. Concerning your physical body, if you are not doing certain things in your physical body, you are not eating right, you are not resting right, you are not exercising, it can affect the prosperity in those areas. But primarily, somebody say primarily, primarily. it starts with what is on your inside, what is happening in your soul. And when we talk about experiencing prosperity on the overflow, the, the overflow we want to see on the outside must first start on your inside. Hallelujah. And that's what I want to focus on tonight. Said is as your soul prospers. So I want to see, I, I, I asked a simple question a few minutes ago, if I can multiply your accounts by 100 times, by 1,000 times, all of us raise our hand. Glory be to God. My question is, do we have that kind of overflow on our inside? Talk to me, somebody. I want a happy marriage. I want joyful relationships. Do you have that kind of overflow on the inside? I want to see things happen in my business, in my career. Do you have that kind of overflow on your inside? Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 4. Hallelujah. Proverbs 4 verse 23. Let me just read from verse 1. I'm going to verse 23, but I want, I want to stress something. I'll start from verse 20, sorry. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart out of your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Glory be to God. Somebody declare the word is life to me and the world brings health to my flesh. Verse 23. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life. So it flows out of the heart. This is what John was referring to when he talked about the soul. There are times the Bible uses these two words interchangeably. The heart and the soul. Now there are times when the Bible is, um, uses the word heart 
it's specifically referring to the spirit of the man. And there are times when it says the heart is actually referring to the soul of the man. It's talking about what's going on on the inside of, of, of man. If you want to be very technical, yes, like, um, let, let's read that text in um, Hebrews. Glory be to God, chapter 4, I believe it is. Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is living and powerful, follow very carefully, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and of the spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Verse 13, and there is no creature hidden from its sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Here in Hebrews chapter 4, it was really emphasizing the place of holding fast to God's word and believing it to enter into rest. And it makes this very powerful point about the word of God. The word of God is so powerful and the word of God is so sharp and the word of God is so um, specific that it can separate things that ordinarily it's difficult to separate them. These things are usually together. But the word of God can get so specific and it's just trying to show us how powerful the word of God is. And it gives us three examples here. It says, it's, in fact, I think it gave us four examples. Number one, it said, even the division of the soul and the spirit. You can divide the soul and the spirit. And that's referring to the inner man. But for all intents and purposes, they are usually together. So many times when the Bible is talking about your heart or the soul, it's really talking about the same thing. Sometimes we try to split spirit, soul, and body, and there's nothing wrong with doing that. It's really in the word of God that helps us to do that and knowledge of the word of God. But usually they are together. When a person dies and the spirit leaves his physical body, it takes the soul with him. The soul goes with the spirit. So like the soul stays and his memory and everything stays. No, he, he goes with it. But the word of God is sharp. It, it's living, it's powerful, sharper, and it can divide soul from spirit. It can divide joints from marrow. That's bone from bone. <laughs> joints from, it's bone. But the word of God can split as if you are trying to divide someone's skeleton. It joints from the marrow. And I love this one. It can discern thoughts from intents of the heart. When you figure out how to do that one. But the word of God can do it. Now, th these things, they, they are what the Bible refers to as the inner man. What is happening inside of you? What is happening in your spirit 
and your soul, what you are thinking about, your thoughts and your intents. What's happening inside? Talking about the soul and the heart and the spirit. What's happening on the inside? And this is where we must understand that the overflow we want to see, somebody say, I believe in overflow. God gives me overflow. It starts on that inside. Let's leave the spirit for now. Because when we got born again, God helped us with our spirit. He sanctified our spirit. He saved our spirit. And he helped us to deal with our spirit. He recreated our human spirit. Where the work needs to be done. Let's go back to that Proverbs 4 text again, please. That's where we need to focus on Proverbs chapter 4. It says you should do what? Guard your heart with all diligence. For? Talk to me, somebody. Proverbs 4, 23. Out of it spring the issues of life. Overflow, touch your heart or your, your inside. Say, overflow starts from my inside. Abundance starts from my inside. Prosperity starts from my inside. My thoughts, my emotions, my desires, my will, that's where overflow starts. In, including my intentions, that's where the overflow starts. And when we work on ourselves and do the needful to ensure that that overflow is building up and it's flowing from our inside, it's now a matter of time before we begin to see the manifestations on the outside. Can I hear a loud amen? In fact, it's safe for us to conclude, please hear me very carefully, that when we are not seeing manifestations and expressions of overflow on the outside to the frequency when we want to see it. And this is not like a 100% test for everybody. No, not necessarily. But when we are not seeing it, one place to look at is where? Your inside. Look on your inside. And that's where God is asking all of us to look. Hallelujah. And how, how do we deal with this? I look at that verse 20. Go back a few verses. My son, my daughter, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my saying. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life, glory be to God, to those that find them. And they are health to all of your flesh. You use the word to correct what needs to be corrected on the inside, to adjust what needs to be adjusted on the inside, and to produce what needs to be produced on the inside. Glory be to God. By giving it attention, by focusing on it, by hearing it and hearing it, this is where the overflow begins. Can I hear a loud amen? Every single one of us, we've talked about the prophecy and what the prophecy is meant to produce. We've prophesied about the rain and what God wants us to experience. Every single one of us, every child of God without exception is destined to enjoy a life of prosperity. An experience overflow that God brings. But not every single child of God is at the same level 
concerning the state of their hearts and their soul to produce that level of prosperity. But the good news is every one of us can. He said, give attention to what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Let's go to Proverbs 18. There's another powerful text there. I want us to quickly ex- uh, um, talk on before I go for that tonight. Glory, glory, glory be to God. Again, a number of verses I want us to explore in, in Proverbs 18. And then we'll, we'll go from there. Proverbs 18. Somebody say the word of God that comes into my heart produces the prosperity and the overflow I want to experience. The, the simplicity of this truth is what I don't want us to lose grasp of. That's where the work is. That's where our task is. Hallelujah. Verse 4, I want to start with this. Now, there is a, in fact, um, please hold Proverbs 18. I think there's one scripture we need to look at. Romans chapter 10, quickly. We'll come back to Proverbs 18. Romans chapter 10. Before we read Proverbs 18. Hallelujah. Proverbs, I mean, Romans chapter 10. Let's start reading from verse 14. So we'll flow. Hmm. Let's go back a bit more. Verse, let, me, let me start from verse 10. Verse 10, and then we'll stop at verse 14. If you are there, shout hallelujah. Romans 10 10. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto what? salvation. With the heart, we read in Proverbs um, chapter 4 that guard your heart with all diligence. Um, Out of it flows the issues of life. And we are saying what's happening on that heart, the inner man, your soul. That's where the transformation takes place. That's where the overflow starts. Somebody say, with my heart I believe. And this one now introduced something else, with my mouth. It flows, hallelujah. What is abundant in the heart? Um, the, the scripture says, out of the abundance of the heart. What happens? The mouth will speak. Glory be to God. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Please watch this. For the scripture says, verse 11, whosoever believes on the name of the Lord will not be put to shame. This is for whosoever. Can I hear a loud amen? When we talk about prosperity, now, the emphasis here is salvation. But remember, he said, I want you to prosper in all things. So the same principle applies here. Anyone that can come to this frequency of believing what God is saying in his heart, that person is positioned to experience prosperity. Specifically, anyone that can generate overflow in his heart. Build overflow in his heart. Get your heart to be larger than your outside looks. It's only a matter of time. Hallelujah. 
The scripture says, whoever believes on him. Can somebody shout, I believe on him. I believe the word of God. Let me hear you say, I believe the promises of God. When God tells me the rain is here, I believe it. And I believe it with my heart. Hallelujah. With my heart. We talk about believing with the head and believing with the heart. A person can believe with his head when he, ah, yeah, what pastor is saying makes sense. Ah, what they are prophesying in church makes sense. After all, we are reading from the Bible. I agree. In fact, I've even experienced it before. I remember three years ago, we were preaching on prosperity and I, be, I remember. You see, your, your head is accepting what we are saying, but you have not yet done the prosperity of the soul yet. That prosperity of the soul is when you follow that process we read in Proverbs chapter 4. When he says, my son, pay attention to my word. Incline your ears to my saying. Do not let it depart from your eyes. Keep it in the midst of your heart. That is the process of not just hearing it, not just thinking it, not just agreeing to it with your head. You are allowing the world to begin to do something on your inside. And many times when that miracle happens, that the world begins to build prosperity in us and build overflow in us. And like, we don't even know when it's happening. It's an inner thing. It's an inner thing. In fact, sometimes you may think you are there because you are excited, you are shouting. You've seen something you have not seen before. You've had something you've not had before. And oh, wait, I'm, I'm there. you are not yet there. I know you're there. It still needs to build more. And that means the process of hearing and hearing and hearing is very important. The prayers of seeing it and seeing it and seeing it is very important. The prayers of meditating and meditating and meditating. Remember what God told Joshua? See, Joshua's own, the prosperity of Joshua, it wasn't necessarily financing. Finances was involved, but for Joshua to prosper, it was about taking the nation forward, taking the children of Israel into their inheritance. And the same thing God told him. He didn't say it exactly like some of these scriptures we are quoting, but it's the same principle. It's the same principle all over scriptures. Come, Joshua. Moses has died. Let's even read it. I, I know we are familiar with it. Let, let me just, I, I, I mean, I think I have about three scriptures opened now. I want to really put, because this thing is so fundamental, and many of us are familiar with it. But God showed me again that when you say overflow, is the heart overflow in place? Is the overflow that is supposed to be operating in the spirit in place? Is the overflow that is supposed to be in the soul in place? Is the overflow in somebody's thinking, somebody's emotion, is it in place? Let's go to that Joshua, Joshua chapter 1. Anyway, this is teaching or Bible study. So we are good. Am I right? Joshua chapter 1. Hallelujah. So in verse 2, God told him, Moses, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise. Can you help me tell your neighbor, arise? He says, go over the Jordan. You and these people, lead these people into the next phase. Verse 6. Now it's really interesting when we look at the, what God said telling him, God now said him, be strong and of good courage. 
he wasn't talking about going to a gym to build muscles. Who was he talking about? Inner strength. Inner confidence. Joshua, I want you to work on your soul. Look at your neighbor and say, God wants you to work on your soul. God wants you to work on your heart. I'm going to use different words because really all these things are talking about the same thing. Tell your neighbor, God wants you to work on your thoughts and your intentions, your motives. Be strong, Joshua. Apparently, Joshua wasn't as strong as he ought to be yet. I mean, he had done quite well following Moses. Moses laid hands on him. The Bible said the spirit of wisdom came upon him. People started respecting him. Okay, ah, Joshua is the next guy. He's the second in charge. But when Moses left, and if you read the story very well, you notice the Bible told us that after Moses left, and obviously after Joshua followed these simple basic instructions God gave him, the Bible said even before they took their first territory and they began to conquer, the respect people had for him just went to another level. Because he most likely, not even most likely, we know from the results he got, he got, he followed the instructions God gave him. Note that word instructions because I'm going to tie it up with that. Somebody shout instructions. So God told him, I want you to be strong. I want you to be courageous because this is the assignment before you. You are going to divide inheritance of these people before them. Verse 7, but I want you to be strong. You will see the emphasis. Be strong, be of good courage. And he told him how to do it. You will see the same thing that we saw. Proverbs chapter 4. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. This is where I was going to tell, taking us to that Romans chapter 10. Because Romans 10 and even this text here now establishes the heart and the mouth connection. Somebody say the heart and the mouth connection. It starts with your heart. Every time I catch myself, and I know this, I don't know about you, this happens to me. Saying something that is not in line with what I'm trying to build in my heart. I take a step backwards and ah, something is wrong. And I notice it happens when there's a lot of pressure on the outside. When it looks like things are not working the way I want it to work. I, I'm, I'm trying to build a new level of prosperity, a new level of success, a new level of victory inside my heart. I'm trying to establish overflow in my heart. I want my heart to enlarge and to, be, to expand more than where I am. And I'm doing it by hearing and hearing the word of God, reading and reading the word of God, meditating and meditating on the word of God. I'm trying to do something on the inside to be strong and of a good courage here. But every now and then, sometimes I may just be like taking a shower. Or I'm, I'm walking, doing something, and maybe because of some negative reports I've had or things I've had in the news or something I read in the newspaper that is very negative, you just find out yourself, you, you, you said something that is not, it doesn't display faith. It doesn't display confidence. How many people have been there? Uh, I'm, I'm on my own. I've learned over the years, when that happens, it means the overflow has not, it's not yet there. 
I may feel confident. I may feel joyful. I may feel expectant. Somebody says it's not yet there. So you take the word of God. It should not depart from your mouth. So you should, and I've shared about this. This isn't even talking about what God told Joshua here. This one shall not depart out of your mouth. It wasn't talking about making noise or necessarily making a loud declaration. What God was actually in, I want you to be muttering it to yourself. Muttering it to yourself. There are people that they need to prosper in their health. And you come to church, we teach about this heart-mouth connection for overflow, for prosperity, and the prosperity of the soul. And many people jump to the end of, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. By the stripes of Jesus. And you are trying to attack the symptoms. And attack the pain. And that is good. But you are, like the English people will say it, you have put the cart before the horse. We don't use cats and horses here. Who can give me an analogy that anyone can... I know everybody can picture cats and horses, but you, you have put what... The cat is supposed to be behind the horse. And it drags the horse. In fact, if the horse is before the cat, the cat will follow. If you will mutter and mutter and mutter and mutter and mutter first... And you allow that word to create overflow on your inside. The shout where you shout to the sickness, to the symptom, it will flow naturally. Hallelujah. So God told him, mutter what I'm telling you to yourself. I'm going to reinterpret that. Mutter it to yourself and do it day and night and meditate on it meditate on, think about it. Let it filter your thought process. Let it filter your intents of, the intents of your heart. Ah, pastor, I'm believing God that I want to be a multimillionaire. I mean, I've seen some level of prosperity. God has been helping me, but I want to enter into a level of tens of millions. And I've never been there before. I want to ask you a question. In this your journey, that, that may be your next level of overflow. What, why do you want to be multimillionaire? In terms of the heart, why do you want to be multimillionaire? And a very good example, I know that is God's will for my life. That is good, beautiful, bank that one. But does that mean your heart is where it ought to be? No. Why do you want to be multimillionaire? Sometimes God wants us to use his word to us, his promises to us to clean and cleanse the intents of our hearts very well. And that sometimes takes time. Am I talking to somebody tonight? So that we'll be ready. And when it's time for the overflow, it can flow without any hindrance. A very good example when we talk about things like intents of the heart is Joseph. And when you study the story of Joseph, you realize that one of the reasons why God allowed him to, that process of time. Last week we were talking about the word having a smooth course in our lives. A course, let it finish its work. We want it to happen speedily, but I told you that speedily is not that it can be one hour. That your speedily can be 13 years, sir. 
And perhaps it will take you one year to settle the fact that God wants you to, to be rich. The will of God part is quite very easy. When now dealing with your intent, how are you going to respond genuinely when the people that stabbed you in the back, your brothers, when you see them face to face? Because they're going to have to deal with your brothers. And if you are like Joseph's brothers that have not meditated on the word of God and allowed you to clean the intents of your heart, and all this has to do with building that overflow on your inside. When Joseph's brothers came to him, they were like, hey, we are dead. The person we stabbed in the back, because that, that's their own mindset. They were projecting, he's going to kill us, he's going to do this. He was like, ah, calm down. See, the word that processed his own heart, his intents were pure. He didn't want to become prime minister so that he can take vengeance on his brothers that hurt him. He had come to a point where he told them, you meant it for evil, God meant it for good. God saw ahead that a famine was coming, and God wanted to preserve a generation. That's why God allowed, it wasn't even you that sold me. God allowed you to do it. And he was able to really reconcile. You see, the, the process are taking place. The process are taking place. Someone asked the other day, what do you think happened to Joseph when he saw Potiphar's wife after he became prime minister? The Bible didn't tell us. It's very possible Potiphar and his wife moved out of Egypt and ran for their lives. <laughs> but most likely Joseph will have. So you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Hallelujah. So God talked about here allowing the word of God. You, you meditate on it. Praise God forevermore. And you will... Day and night that you may observe to do. I said I want to end up with that word instructions. Observe to do according to all that is written there. For then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good. That's what comes at the end. Hello somebody. That's what comes at the end. And that's when the overflow can now be in massive manifestation. Massive manifestation. Romans chapter 10. Let's quickly go because I think I have one other text I want us to look at. Romans 10 now. Let's go back to that Romans chapter 10. Is somebody learning something tonight? Let me hear you declare, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall prosper. That includes me. Hallelujah. But you must let the word of God work on your heart and let it flow out of your mouth. And do the work of allowing the world to process things in you. I, I think that's where many of us are missing it. Now, I'm not necessarily saying, please hear this, hear this very well, that every time you confess, by the stripes of Jesus I'm healed, that you will immediately see physical manifestation. No. Not necessarily. But I'm telling you, if you will take the time to allow that word to do whatever it needs to do in your heart and create the overflow, cleanse your intentions, purify your heart, establish the will of God for you. I love the testimony of Joyce May. I've said it a thousand times. She had such a terrible background. 
where as a young girl, she went through so many things from her father and her brothers. And she said when the people first started preaching to her, and I, I want to say that, I'm going to come to this in Romans 10. When, they said, when she first heard the word and they told her that God loves you, she could not believe it. Ah, if God loves me, why did she allow this to happen to me? Where was God when my father was doing this to me? Where was God when I went through that trouble? Where was God when my loved one died? Where was God when this... So, but after a while of hearing it, she gave herself the chance to believe that God loves me. But she just didn't just grab the belief. She said she took one year. Somebody say one year. I mean, this is her testimony. And she said she did not listen to any other message. She did not do any other thing. She spent that one year doing Joshua 1.8, meditating and muttering to herself and allowing that word to go deep into us. God loves me. God. You see, for many of us, it hasn't entered our hearts yet. It hasn't, no, let me say it hasn't entered. It hasn't done the work to generate the overflow that it's supposed to be in our hearts yet. Oh, you, your head accepts it. You've had Pastor T say it many times. You've heard Dr. K say it many times. If you come to our heartbeat sessions, the relationship um, seminar we have once in a month with Coach Kami, there's something powerful she's always saying, that many people have gone through trauma, that the way people grew up in their homes, what they experienced, what they saw in their parents' life and family members, the negative experiences that till today, they have not overcome it yet, and that's what's showing up in their marriage. They've just not connected the dots. Is that is when they come to her and they sit down for counseling, and she's helping, helping them trace their steps that they connect to something that happened to them 30 years ago. But because they've not done this process of my son, attend to my word, incline your ear to my saying, allow that word to enter. Just when I said one year, she didn't hear, she didn't want, she didn't, she wasn't, now she was listening for, you see that word is a word of prosperity that God loves me, but it wasn't financial prosperity. It wasn't a word for healing, physical healing, that is, it was emotional healing. And she heard it and heard it, she allowed it to walk on her heart and create an overflow in her heart where she became absolutely convinced that God loves her. She wasn't preaching at that time. She knew she was called to preach, but she wasn't preaching. And she wasn't actually just confessing, confessing. She didn't put the cart before the horse. She muttered and muttered and muttered and said it and said it and said it and allowed the world to do its work. Like we said last week, allow patience to have its perfect work. Then you will be complete, lacking nothing. That soul prosperity, heart prosperity, inner man prosperity. Cleansing what it needs to cleanse. Establishing what it needs to establish. That foundation that God loves you. That God wants. Some people have not yet convinced that God wants them to prosper. Don't move too much. They will know I'm talking about you. So look, look at this Romans 10. So he said, for the scripture says, whosoever. This is for everybody. The promise is sure to all the seed. He said in Romans chapter 4. It's for everybody. But everybody, everybody has the same promise. 
everybody hears the same word. Say the gospel preached to them was the same gospel preached to us. Say God preached the gospel to Abraham in Genesis 12. It's the same gospel, the same message, the same word. But not everyone does this soul prosperity that is necessary. This overflow of the heart that is necessary. And that's the connection that is missing. And God is challenging us as individuals and as a church. Let the word do his work. Let it build overflow inside of you. I, I said this about the patriarchs that Hebrews 11 told us. You see, the, the patriarchs, they, they practiced this thing. And that's why they taught it. They had so much overflow of the word. The Bible said even though they didn't have a testimony of what God promised them, they were able to pass their faith onto their children. So convinced of it in their hearts, even though they didn't have the manifestation. So convinced of your healing, even though you don't have the manifestation. So convinced of your wealth, even though you don't have the manifestation, that you can pass it along to your children. How many people can do that? Tell your children, you are still living in a face, me, I slap you. Wealth is coming. I have seen it. God told me, this is the promise. Wealth is coming. We are going to be so wealthy. We are going to own the whole world. We are going to lend to nations. And the children, they didn't take the money. They took the faith. Even when they had some semblance of wealth, when Abraham was going to send Isaac away, he didn't give him any money. He prayed for out of that overflow. Because they were convinced of it. In their heart. And that's what he's teaching us here. Hallelujah. Somebody says, for whosoever. And that includes me. Look at verse 12. Romans 10 to a very, very instructive. For there is no distinction between the Jew and the Greek. Your background is not the issue. There's no distinction between male and female, young and old. It's for whosoever. There's no distinction between the Jew and the Greek. The same Lord over all, somebody receive this word for yourself, is rich to all that call upon him. Somebody shout, God is rich to me. For whosoever calls on the name of the Lord, what? Shall be saved. Hallelujah. Verse 17. So then, this is where I was actually going to. I just wanted to lay that foundation. Faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. And he now ask this question. But I say, have they not heard? So there are some people that heard the word that was preached, but they didn't have any faith. And that's what it was, it was telling them here. Because they did not do this thing we are talking about. They had it. Look at what he said. Their sound has gone out to all the earth and their words to the ends of the earth. He said, but I say of Israel, did they not know? They knew. But if it stays on the head level, or we are, we are not allowing it to do, somebody say my heart level, my soul level, my thoughts, my intentions, my will, my attitudes, Ah, that's a very big one. And it's when the word of God works on all these different levels 
on a, and I'll tell you, sometimes it takes time. Hallelujah. Now, as we are doing that, you will be enjoying some levels of prosperity and overflow. No doubt, but the big one is not there yet. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me begin to close. I'm almost done. Glory, glory, glory be to God. Okay. Deuteronomy. And I'll just, I think I'll wrap up with this one. Hallelujah. Before I do Deuteronomy, let's, let me finish that Proverbs 18. And then, and then we'll go to Deuteronomy and then we'll wrap up. So Proverbs 18. Quickly, go back. Proverbs 18, verse 4. The words of a man's mouth are as deep waters. The wellspring of wisdom is as a flowing brook. When we allow, please catch this. This is it. When we allow the word of God to do that inner work. And please catch what God is telling us tonight. Allow the word to create overflow on your heart. I mean, there are times when I wake up and anyone that's really worked with the word on a level, I'm sure you've experienced this. It, it happens a lot to me, particularly when I'm conscious or settled for a while. As many times before I minister, I just like to be quiet around me. I may not sleep or I'll just try to, when, I, when I'm quiet, you will tap into something on your inside. When I wake up sometimes in the morning, I try to just to be still as much as possible. Things just float out because your senses have been quietened and something can flow out of your heart that you can begin to speak. A lot of things I share with us in church, it comes from there. But that's because time has been taken, time has been spent over the years and even till now, hearing and hearing and hearing, listening and listening and listening, meditating and allowing the word of God to do something on your inside. Hallelujah. And Proverbs 18 is talking a lot about that. It gives us many examples. So when you begin to speak out of your mouth from a heart that has done that Joshua 1 process of meditating on the word, that Romans 10 process of hearing and hearing to allow it to build faith in your heart, the things that are coming out of your heart process things. And when you begin to speak them and you begin to declare them, you are releasing from that overflow that God as put on your inside. Let me hear you say, I have capacity for overflow, for abundance on my inside. Hallelujah. Praise God. Look at another thing he said there in this Proverbs 18. Glory be to God. Proverbs 18, verse um, 20. There was one I wanted to do before verse 20. Let me just move on because of time. Verse 20. If you are there, shout hallelujah. A man's stomach shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. Glory be to God. From the prudence of his lips, he shall be filled. So, when the words of your heart, particularly processed words, are now flowing out of your heart, 
it will bring satisfaction, it will bring fulfillment for you in Jesus' mighty name. And verse 21 is a popular one we normally call, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those that love it will eat its fruit. So we, there's a place where we have to declare and speak, preach, teach, confess with our mouth. But before we get there, glory be to God, we need to walk on where? Your heart. When you just speak and you declare and you have not filled your heart, conditioned your heart, prepared your heart, and by heart, you understand I'm talking about your soul, I'm talking about your mind, I'm talking about your will. Hello? You understand what I'm saying? I took the time to establish that. The inner man. Hallelujah. And that's it. That, that's how we see prosperity overflow. It starts where? On my inside. Glory be to God. And it comes out of my mouth. Because particularly we Pentecostal churches, we emphasize a lot on the speaking. And there's nothing wrong with that, please. I'm not knocking that down. Why we have not yet seen the kind of results we ought to see is that that proper connection between the heart and the mouth, we've not established yet. The work that needs to be done on the inside. And that's what God is asking us to do. Praise God forevermore. Somebody say, I will walk on my inside. I will allow overflow to begin in my heart. Please, it doesn't, you see, all these things about the mouth, death and life, power of the tongue, and all those things, they are good and they are true, but the mouth alone cannot deliver the results we want to get. You prosper as your heart, your soul prospers. Deuteronomy 28, and then this is the final text. Hallelujah. From verse 1. Now it shall come to pass. If you will diligently, please, this is what I was talking about. I wanted to end with instruction. Because one of the things that God told Joshua and that we also read in Romans chapter 10 was in that process of hearing and hearing that word, meditating and meditating on that word, looking at that word over and over again, instructions will come. Are you with me? Specific instructions will come. Correction will come. God, Paul told Timothy that the word of God is to correct, to rebuke, to instruct in righteousness that the child of God or the man of God will be thoroughly equipped. And it's a process. It's a process. Some of us are in a phase in our lives where the things that are coming to us as we are meditating on the word, please catch this because it's very, very critical. The things that are coming to you right now are instructions to correct certain behavior. The word of God is working and it's doing something in you to create an overflow in your heart, but certain things have to be corrected. Certain things have to be established. Instructions in righteousness. 
to build up something inside of you. Acts, Acts 20 says, I commend you to the word of God that is able to build you up. Many of us are in a state where the word that we are, it's not a time for us to start releasing it through. We are, you are not there yet. I mean, not that you won't get results. So, hello. Am I making sense to somebody? But you are putting the cart before what? Horse. Your mouth, except you use it to mutter and mutter and speak to yourself, cannot drive the overflow that you want to see. That's supposed to come from your heart. Any more than a cart can drag a horse. It is the horse that drags the cart. The same way, if you will, allow the word of God to create overflow on your inside. Mutter it and mutter it, meditate on to yourself to do the work. Somebody say do the work. On your inside. When it begins to come out of your mouth, it will get more results. Hallelujah. Look at what God told them here. It will come to pass if you will diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. I want you to observe what God said. In, in, this, this is Old Testament, but there's the principle there. You are going to obey something I'm going to ask you to do. Watch the overflow that we want to see on the outside. And carefully, serve carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. Somebody say, I receive it. And these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. That is that overflow we are, we are trusting God for. And this is the one manifested on the outside. And you know Deuteronomy 28, you read from verse 1 to 40, it now begins to mention the different manifestations. But the overflow will take place. Why? Look at the latter part of verse 2. Because you obey the voice of the word. And that's where we are. Hearing to the point where God told Joshua, you observe to do. You observe to do. Now, don't beat yourself up. Oh. Hello? Don't condemn yourself. That's not the essence. God wasn't trying to condemn them, condemn them here. Even in Jeremiah 20, after he told them about the blessing, told them about it, he wasn't trying to scare them. He was just trying to show them the way. Hallelujah. There's prosperity available for us. Lift up your hands, church. And there's the part where, I mean, there are parts of it we can't understand. We can't explain. Even all these things I'm saying, you can't. When the word of God begins to build over from sometimes you don't even know how it's working. But I, trust, I tell you, it's working. Somebody said the word of God is working on my inside. But let that inner part be what? Accomplished. Glory be to God. Lift your hands. Let's pray for a few minutes. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. In fact, we're going to pray that Acts chapter 20, verse 32. Say, I thank you for your word. It's able to build me up and give me my inheritance this day in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, as I hear and hear and meditate on your word. And stand on your word. It creates overflow in my soul, in my heart. 
And when I release your words, the overflow flows out of my mouth. As I obey the instructions you teach me in the name of Jesus. Can you just pray just where you are seated? Just pray and just reflect on what we've shared tonight. And I believe instructions even came to us tonight. Instructions came to us tonight. Thank you, Lord, that this season, the overflow begins on my inside through your word, through your word. As I hear and hear, as I meditate, as I mutter your word to myself, as I listen again and again, my heart is built up. My heart is corrected. My heart is strengthened. My heart is encouraged. My heart is wired for overflow. Let the overflow begin. Inside, inside, Kenamosataya, whatever needs to be corrected, whatever needs to be adjusted, let your word begin to do its work in my heart. Let your word begin to do its work in my heart, in my heart, on my inside. Let your word. Hey, let your word have a swift course. Let patience have its perfect work. Let your word build me up on the inside. In the name of Jesus. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at King's Word Auditorium, Etel Avenue behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.